I don't have to fix my hair. That's always good. <laughs> there you go. My mind's always a mess. <laughs> Hey everybody, and welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get That Job, the show where an ordinary guy quizzes extraordinary people about their career odysseys, and yep, you guessed him, interrupts them mid-answer. Today I'm thrilled to introduce Timo Pels. Now, here's a man whose journey began in the lecture halls of University of Bonn in Germany. From there, he dived into the world of social media, starting off as an industry lead in financial services for Facebook. His talent didn't stop there, and he transitioned to Instagram where he held various marketing positions over a span of five impressive years. Today, he wears two hats as a founding fellow of OnDeck Marketing, a community for marketing and growth leaders, and as a VP of business marketing for none other than Reddit. So, Timo, how the fuck did you get those jobs? <laughs> That's not a one-sentence answer. We got, we got some time. So, we, <laughs> right. we, we got some time. A, a place Where do I, you want to start? A, a place I love to start, you know, we can, I mean, this isn't therapy, so we don't need to go all the way back. But sure. Just college decision, like yeah. you know, I think that's the first major yeah. decision like yeah. you make for yourself, like or yeah. well, obviously you make it with some hopefully some parental guidance as well. But like that's a that's one where it's kind of on you to you know figure out, am I doing this? Like, what did that decision look like to go to college, as well as like choose where you wanted to study? So I grew up in Germany. I'm German, so the process that is involved around your university choice isn't as life-altering as it is in the U.S., okay. right? So it was actually pretty straightforward. I, the city I graduated high school in is Bonn, as a big college town, has a big university. I didn't really think much about it. I knew back then that I really liked uh, the U.S., mm -hmm. and there was a, uh, a program that was you know, focusing on the culture of North America, Canada and the U.S., and I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. I'll, I'll do that. What made you interested in like this region? I, so I grew up as a military kid and we moved around a lot all across Europe. I lived in Belgium in the ninth grade at like a NATO base. It was the first time I ever got like a real exposure to American culture, American people. And something just clicked for me and I fell in love with the language. I fell in love with the culture and just kind of got hooked on it ever since. And so I never thought that there was a way for me to actually make that the focus of my studies. But then this program came up and I was like, I'm, all right, I'm just gonna go for it. And so I had a really good time studying something that I was really interested in. I never once thought about the job prospects that it would open for me. It was well, very... What were some of the classes too? Just cause so, those were yeah, audience sure. me, like, no, I don't think anyone listening studied like <laughs> that. Yes. It's an interdisciplinary course where you uh, go through all of the different pieces that make up culture. So we had economics classes, geography, history, but also religion, politics, like all the different pieces that, that make up a culture. It was all focused on the U.S. It was either guest lecturers yep. or people that were really proficient in, uh, in that area. A lot of literature, you know, reading a lot of uh, the classics that, that defined the cultural identity. And so, um, and then I, I had two, this is, this is my major, I had two minors. I did modern history and political science. And, you know, I had a really good time back then in Germany. You had to do a master's. You couldn't do uh, just undergrad. They reformed it. Uh, like like a country. Yeah, like this was just a higher education system. We didn't have a, a bachelor's degree. So I knew already that I was going to go all the way to a master's. You couldn't stop halfway and be like, all right, I'm, you know, this is the equivalent of a bachelor's. No, that they reformed it for, I'm dating myself here. And so I went, did the master's. And part of my project, my, my program was you could qualify for a scholarship to go to the US. Uh, and so I got that. I studied at the University of Florida for a year a lot of fun. Go Gators. Yeah, I was there when they won football. Yeah, we had basketball. Uh, Tebow, Joakim Noah, and 
Yeah, that's right. When I was that's there, the they year. won football, basketball, national. That's probably like the best year to be there. I was, yeah. You're like, was, oh, this is just a university <laughs> in America. It's, uh, it's all, you know, party school. Yeah. Uh, it was, it, I had a really, really good time there. Well, um, what's, what'd you learn from just uh, studying abroad in, uh, in Florida? Oh, so, you know, was, Gainesville's got an interesting culture. It's not. It was the first time that I actually got to experience U.S. culture for more than just a couple of not, weeks. Not in a movie. Not in, like, or like a visitor, you know, sure. like for on vacation. So I had to, I lived there for a year. And sure. that gives you a really good idea of what a place is like, what it, like interactions are. I, I learned a lot about the culture and nuances and how you interact. And so, you know, you never stop learning a language. You never stop learning about another culture when you're not born or raised in it. So that just deepened my fascination. And I, after that, I, I had to do an internship. I, got, I went to New York. I interned uh, a political foundation that was represented, a German political foundation at the United Nations. Because back then, and this is where oh. I know I'm doing like a big, uh, yeah, I know. This, is a, this is a very long-winded answer. Yeah. I was set back then on, I wanted to be, I wanted to go into either NATO or the United Nations, change the world. I was really into peacekeeping and thought, I'm going to work at the Department of Peacekeeping, United Nations. That sounds like fun. I was all, a very what idealistic. Was, what was the moment that you, so I go like, to I'm New not going to save the world. I go to New York. So a lot of I, people work in that field. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of friends who have that, like, I've, oh, I'm not going to save the world moment. Yeah, or, it's, I didn't say it's a valuable life lesson, I think, yeah. right? So I go to New York. I'm, like, very wide-eyed. I'm at the UN. I'm sure. like, this is it. I'm here. I, this is, it's all meant to be. And there is a pivotal moment where at, at, in my first or second week, I go to, there are all these mixers, all these NGOs are throwing drinks all the time, like, you know, yep. networking. So I go to one and I meet this guy who works at the National Crisis Group. And he kind of looks at me. You can probably tell I'm fresh off the boat. He's like, hey, so what are you doing here? I'm telling him I'm an intern. And he's like, oh, long, how long have you been here? And I said, oh, it's my second week. And he's like, so how do you like it? And I, I of course, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Don't I love it so yeah. much. And he's like, he's obviously very jaded. At the, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen you, people like you. <laughs> Many times, like let's talk again in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, what is this guy up yeah, to? You guys, Where is he going? Like, yeah, like, yeah. what's, what's not what's not to like? Yeah. So a couple of weeks pass, and lo and behold, I uh, I realized that oh wait a minute, this is actually very inefficient, very bureaucratic. I also this is when the Sudan genocide is going on. Yep. I have access to a lot of meetings that we said in one meeting uh, yeah, where they give you a lot of sort of like a lot of access. Yeah, I had like and, a bat. Uh, I could yeah. go into the building or whatever it is. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. you get also invited. I was I I kind of hung on to the the, the actual yep. UN summer interns and they like I kind of went tagged along with them. So we go to a dinner and like wide gloved waiters give you like the, the best food you're overlooking the East River and there's the Sudanese the beautiful ambassador. Look at the setting. Yeah for you at that yeah, time. Yeah. yeah 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 but you're in the United Nations yeah. building. Oh yeah it's like, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah all right East yeah. River not the most yeah, 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 yeah. but but you the Sudanese ambassador sits there and he denies while he's eating the finest food yeah. everything is very similar he didn't he denies the genocide. And there's nothing we can do about it. And also, I, I realized that, well, this is like riding the elevator is kind of shaky, like yeah. the walls are falling down. I'm, this is not a very efficient operation that they're running yeah. here. And so my world has crumbled. And, I'll, you know, I, lo and behold, I run into this guy again. Eight weeks later, I see him across the room. I try to hide. And he's like, no, 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 no. I remember you. He comes after me. He's like, so tell me. And I was like, yeah, man, I get it now, you know? So I go back to Germany and I really don't know what to do. I have no, because everything that I had said, out to do is no longer something that I believe in. Yep. And so I have a roommate. They sold the uh, lie. So yeah. yeah. I have a roommate as I finished my my grad school. Yeah. Uh, shout out Hendrik. 
if you if you hear this. We'll send him. Hendrik. We'll send him it. Yeah, that's Hendrik. His, that's his name. He's uh he interns at a PR agency. Okay. And so and he tells me about it, and I'm like, oh, I never thought about this, but it sounds interesting. It's you know I I'm very extroverted. And he's like, you're great to work with people. You're in an office, but you also go out and you meet other people. You meet clients and you do like, uh, you know, fun stuff. And so I graduate and I'm like, oh, you know, it's also, you know, this is right into a recession. There's not a whole, like no one cares about my degree at this point. I take an unpaid internship at a PR agency just to see what it's like. Half of my friends tell me I'm absolutely crazy that why would you just get a master's degree, Timo? Why would you go and work for free? And I'm like, well, it's like, and this is, this is where? This This is in Cologne, Germany. Okay, Cologne. It's like the big city next to Cologne. And so I do this for like three months and I really like it. And I, there's like an, a trainee program that I apply for and they hire me. I make very little money, but I do have a job. And uh, I cut my teeth in PR and, uh, and comms. And that's how, I, that's how it all started. What was there, I like talking about turning point moment, yeah. where you realize like, okay, one, I like this, this PR stuff mm-hmm. and communications and marketing. And two, I'm good at it. If I look back at my career, I don't think in the early stages I paid enough attention to this. But I, it, it somehow worked out at this first job. It's very much about the people you work with and the leaders that are running the show. This is a very close-knit office. Like the people at this is at Weber Shandwick, a large PR uh, agency. I really get along with the people. I, uh, there's a, a senior leader who kind of takes an interest in me and kind of takes me under his wing. And I... Shout him out. Oh, uh, Jan Dirk. <laughs> Shout out to Yander Kemming. I've got the guy. And I'm the kind of guy, I need to be challenged. I hate routine. I hate, oh, every day is exactly the same. Yep. I have all the answers to everything. And the job was, you know, I got to do consumer PR. I did to, got to do some corporate PR. They did some crisis communication too. So they threw me into that as well. And they re- I think they realized that I'm just, I can talk a lot. I'm easy, like I'm, I can interact with clients. You can, I can, you can send me in a meeting and I'm sure. not, you know, I'm going to represent well. So it scratched that itch for me of like, there's, you never know what you're going to get, unpredictable, like fun challenges. Yep. Uh, and like interacting with people and meeting people. And also, you know, I, because of the broad range of, of clients that we had, I got to get, like, see different businesses and what they're doing, right? There was a pharma client who was different from like a mobile, mobile phone client. And so to see how their businesses are run and what they're doing in their marketing was a really good school. And at the same time, I think, working in an agency, you really cut your teeth and you really learn like very foundational pieces about the job. Absolutely. So two part question is one, what's your view to unpaid internship? Because my first internship as well was unpaid with Vayner next door, like ended up leading to six years working there yeah. under Gary's brother and ended up getting the, now I'm the CMO of a company that Gary's invested in, right? Like, yeah. so all that led because I had, but I also had the means to be able to, you know, live at it's home. It's easy to say that, to sit here now for your Correct. Like, no, you can absolutely yeah, right? do that. Right. It all pays off. Yeah. Don't worry. Just, yeah. But what is so, your thoughts on it? Uh, so I think it, it makes sense when you, when it's almost like you're sampling a dish, right? You want to get a taste of, this is something that I would want to do. And obviously, if you can get a paid internship, you should always go for that, right? Yeah. But look, it was a turning point for me. And even though most of my friends told me I was crazy, it was a low stakes way for me to experience what it was Pro- like. Prove it. Before I had yeah. to commit to, to something, right? Sure. Was it easy? No. You know, I was, I had to like move back in with my parents. What's, what's like the most, uh, tell us a story of like the most like kind of like gritty or like non-glamorous thing you did. Oh, so. At, there- at, at, and it doesn't have to be as an intern. It could just be like. Hey, at, at the beginning, no, no. beginning of your career. There is, you know, this is, I don't know if, if, if PR agencies still do this, but back yeah. then you send out a press release 
for a client, and journalists get hundreds, yeah, a day, if, yeah. if not if not thousands. And back then, they you were the most junior person on the team. You have to pick up the phone and you have to call all these journalists that you just sent the press release to to ask them, "Did you get the press release?" Sure. And they're obviously annoyed. They hang, I get verbally abused. They hang up on you. But also the client is like, no, you got like, to go. make sure that they actually got it. It's not in the yeah. spam folder. And so that was probably one of the just hundreds of calls. You just sit there for hours and you just dial and you're like, you know, oh, it, this, it's almost like you're a telemarketer. Like they don't want to hear from you. You're actually not helping yourself because they're going to associate you and the agency with like this annoying call and you actually want them to I cover. I they don't do that anymore. I, I, yeah, same here. But at the same like time, one intern watching this, just being like, <laughs> I'm still doing that shit. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? I think there is a value in it now because I think you empathize with what it's like to start at the very bottom. Yeah. And I, to this day, I still pay attention to what is the experience that the more junior people on, on teams that I am on have. Not that I'm trying to, there's stuff about every job that you don't like, sure. right? But just be mindful of the experience. And I think it's like for me, it helped me with humility, you know? You realize that you had to start at the very yeah, bottom. absolutely. Uh, and I never forgot that. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about your um, ad agency background. Yes. You said, like, there's a lot of people work at ad agencies for a couple of years here yeah. and there. What made you want to continue down that path? And, like, did you feel like you were just kept learning and learning? And what were some of the agencies that you were at? I was very naive back then. I didn't really have an idea of what it's like to take your career into your own hands. It was a very organic thing. And so I think you can say a lot of good things about agencies, what they don't or didn't have back then. I, I don't want to speak for them today. Back then, they didn't really have like an idea of how are we going to grow our people, right? It was just kind of like, oh yeah, you do a good job, build, promote you, get a, like a nicer title. It's also because of the business model, right? Like, um, yeah, okay. they wouldn't maybe invest yeah. in you or like give you like a framework of here's sure. how we, you know, groom you as a leader or whatever. The right? linear like ten years you're going to be yeah. here. People would just get fed up with the agency and then move to another one, get a little bit more money, and it's just kind of like if you were bored with this agency, there's always another one that's going to hire yeah. you. And I kind of resigned myself to that, and I. I, back then, I set myself a goal. I was like, by the 8.30, I want to be an account director. That was like the most senior thing I could think of that was seemed like adequately out of reach. Fast forward, by the time I was 30, I wasn't even an agency anymore. That showed me looking back, I didn't really have the right idea about what's out there, what's possible, right? But so I want to answer your question. I love the people. There's camaraderie that really kind of bounds you together. Yep. I was very lucky. There was a guy who was a little bit older than me that I really hit it off with. Peter, shouting him out as well. We became very close friends. He ended up being the best man at my wedding. And we just kind of were like a dream team. It was so much, it was like working with your best friend. We had a fun client. We did Samsung Mobile back then when they first mobile, they just started to do the, the Galaxy phones and the mm -hmm. Galaxy tablets. And we got to do like fun stuff. It was fun until it wasn't. And then I, you know, I well, went to a different agency and I looked, this is also when digital becomes a thing back then. So digital was digital. like a thing that you had a special team for. So every time something digital came up, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Not for you. The digital team is going to take care of that. And I was so I was like, I really like the digital stuff. So they were like, well, you, have you ever thought about going to the digital team? But I was like, well, I also like the other stuff. I want it all. I want to do digital yeah. and like the other stuff. So I don't want to resign myself like digital myself for digital. So eventually we get a new boss there. We don't really get along. And, I, you know, you've heard this a million times. People who don't leave companies, they leave bad bosses. This is the that first of many yeah. in my career where I was like, I what, what advice would you give just quick, like to anybody who has like a crappy boss or not getting along or whatever it is? I think you got to be really honest with yourself and figure out where are you making the trade off? 
and it's still working for you, like how long can you make this work? And the way that I'm doing it today is like I take stock at the end of the week and I look at, is this a net negative, net positive week? Do I have something left in the tank or does this job take more from me, this person more from me? How do I feel about going into a meeting with this person? And, you know, just know your limits and figure out if that's something that you can tolerate. I right? think that's really great advice too. I've lived it. I know yeah. everybody's lived it. And you always feel like, oh no, I have to make it work. Yeah. And you end up just selling yourself short and it's not worth it. And then a self-worth thing, I think it was JT Barnett about a year ago on the podcast, he said something revolving around like, don't pick the product, pick the bosses. Yeah. Just the product, great. Like you gotta be somewhat interested in it. But like, pick the people you're working for, it'll work out. So right, okay, so I go on from that agency, there's a different, there's a, your listeners likely won't know this place, it's called Achtung, it's the German word for attention. It's it's like a, not a network agency, it's like an independent, one of the bigger, more successful ones in Germany, very charismatic owner and CEO. They approach me, this is in a different city, this is in Hamburg, northern Germany. They approach me about leading a client that they just won, Sonos. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And like they pitched it as like a digital forward client. I really liked the account supervisor who would who was like the, the guy who would be my boss. So it takes a lot of boxes and I'm like, well, you know, my wife, my then girlfriend, now wife, she works at a company that she could go to Hamburg too. And we were like, screw it, we'll go. But it's like that next station actually was another turning point for me because they had won this client and the client had said, yes, I want to be digital and all of that. And like, we want to do it like bloggers. This is before influencers. And I was like, yeah, that's right down my alley. It turns out that that was just a pitch. I start working with the client and it's very traditional PR. Yep. And it's like more of the same for me. And I told you earlier, I don't, that doesn't work well for me. So within six months, I'm like, I think I'm not saying here. And this is like in Germany, you have usually like a six month probation period where you don't make any moves. And this is early and like earlier where people, early in my career, people are telling me, you cannot do this. You have to stay there for a year. You're going to, it's a career suicide. It's going to look terrible. It's your second job. And so I think about this a lot. I have a really close friend who works at DDB and he's like, Hey, I hear you're like, you're not happy there. Have you thought about joining us? And up on this point, I'm an account guy. I just managed the account and he's in a, in a strategy role. He's a planner. And so I'm like, Oh, that sounds interesting. And I talked to him, I talked to his boss, they offered me the job. And I, at that point, I'm not sure if I'm making the right decision because I'm, it's my second job. I've yeah. only been there like you five don't and have a half months. Leverage. Yeah, but I quit, I go to this other place and it's very meaningful because that place, DDB, gives me exposure to a world outside of PR and comms. It's like a creative agency, very different budgets, like different work that you do. I get exposed to different kinds of people, more creative people. Yep. And I also get to work with Facebook people, right? We have a client that does a lot of work with Facebook, so we work with their sales team. Back then, I'm like, oh my God, these are people that work at Facebook and demigods. Google, yeah, like, like, oh my yeah, God, this is like being invited to their office, sure. like walking in, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. N- never even remotely thinking I could so, so that work someone that would yeah. work there, you yeah. know? We work a lot with them. It's a lot of fun. Eventually, I, you know, you mentioned this earlier, like you were an agency person and you're like a lifer and you're like, you do that or you're not. Yeah. And at this point, the creative a- agency really shows me like the negative side of things, like for weekend work, this is you're the not business, being valued. It's the business model, really, yeah. right? You're it's, like a commodity. It's right? bad people, but it's, yeah, it's a business, the business model. But also like the leadership in that sure. agency at that Maybe, point is yeah. very inspiring. Yeah. There's a lot of changes. So, so what, what intrigued you about the brand side? It was, so it wasn't really, so, it like, wasn't so, really like a decision right. to say, oh, I'm going to go brand side. Yeah. It's, I remember like on a Monday night, it's like 10 p.m. I'm still at the office waiting 
to hear feedback from some creative director about some work. And as you do, you kind of browse job openings sure. just to make yourself feel a little better. Like, I'm how, doing how, something. How should, should always have a for sale sign on it. That's what one of my friends says. <laughs> it's like, even if you want to pay me $3 million for my $500,000 house, great. So I'll leave. You know, I see, I see your job posted on Facebook and I'm like, oh, I don't. My gut reaction is like, you shouldn't, don't embarrass yourself, Timo. You, they're never going <laughs> to hire you. So you look at, I don't know if you've ever paid attention to this, but the job description suite, like, that person does not exist. Like, all the stuff that they put in there. I've like, never applied for oh. a job at Facebook. It's like no. all this stuff. I'm like, who, who does all this? Like, who has yeah. this experience? So I almost don't do anything about it. But then was, was it like, like 8 to 15, or whatever it is? That and it was like is. just a very broad range of stuff, Got right? It. So, but I, before I dismiss it, I'm like, all right, let's do this. I go to LinkedIn. I Google people that have the same title that this job is for, and I look at their CD. That's and a LinkedIn, smart little hack. And I look at it, and I'm like, wait a minute. So this person can yeah. do this job. Then I think I have a shot at this. Yeah. No, I, I actually think I don't have a shot, but at least enough. I, 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 enough, I, enough to like, yeah. To be like, all right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I have a, I, I, one of the guys I put my information in. There's like, hey, do you know someone at Facebook who wants to refer you? I, I messaged this guy I know. I was like, hey, do you mind referring me? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'll do it. I put it in, never expect to hear back from them ever again. And I just took it about myself because it's Monday night. I'm still at work and I've done something to change something about my life. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of weeks go by and I get a think worth giving yourself a pat on the back for that. Because I think that, that like yeah. first step, like it's hard to... And back then, it was like very much the branding of like the Googles and the Facebooks. So yeah. We only hire the best and the brightest. It's almost like getting into Italy a club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, a couple of weeks go by. I never think about this again, ever. Yeah. And then I get an email and it, I'm like, oh, this looks like a really well done phishing email. It looks like it's a legit email that comes from Facebook. And I almost dismiss it. And then I read it again. And I was like, oh, this actually is. They're getting back to me about this. A recruiter reaches out. And so we start talking, and she's, the, the role was listed in Hamburg. That's where Facebook had their only office in yeah. Germany back in the day. But then turns out she's like, have you ever thought about leaving Germany? Because we also are hiring for Dublin, Ireland. And my then-girlfriend, now wife, and I had made a decision that we really weren't super happy in Hamburg. We wanted to live abroad. And so we're like, never thought of Ireland before. But we're like, very good. Well, maybe it's an English-speaking country. It's yep. close enough to home. I'm like, well, they're not going to hire me. They're not going to hire me. I'm still going to go through the process, but sure. it's a very abstract thought. We, um, I go through the process. Back then, it's like seven rounds, super, like you have to do all these, jump yeah. through all these hoops. Right, I, still is, right? Like, oh, they've got, at least while I was there, it, like, they slimmed it down. Okay. Like, I, a lot of people- Anyone who has through. seven rounds of interviews, I'm just like- And it, was like, it wasn't just interviews. You had to do like a, a spelling yeah. test yeah. and like do a video of yourself. Sure. And, it was like, I don't know, it was very, very uh, long-winded. And so, but I, every new round I stay in and like, I'm still in it. And so my, my girlfriend says, you know, eventually you're going to come to a place where you might have to make a decision about this. And I keep dismissing her. Lo and behold, they, lo they answer the final round. They invite me to Dublin. I fly to Dublin, never thought about the place. So I didn't have done any research about the city. I go to Dublin, spend the night at a hotel, do my interviews. And then I was like, okay, I have four hours before the plane leaves. I'm just going to, I ask people at the office, what do I do to just get a sense of the city? They're like, walk down the river, go downtown, and then go back. That's all I see of the city. I'm like, all right, this doesn't look half bad. And, you know, they offer me the job. My wife, my girlfriend, and what, what was the exact role? It was a client partner. David, I don't even realize that it's a sales role at that point. I'm just, yeah. I'm just because that's how cryptic the job description is. Also, like, work with when you tell me client partner, I'm still like, what's that? You know, yeah, like, so, like. I know that there's like a quota and sure. like I have to like, I have goals that I have sure. to reach and there's a commission involved. And also like, I see the number that they give me and I'm like, you can make this much money outside well, of an agency. Yeah, yeah. I was like, 
what have I been yeah. doing? This is what my creative director makes. Yeah. So I um, I take the job. We moved to Dublin. My girlfriend. What, what was your girlfriend now wife's uh, like take on the whole thing? She was uh, she was down for it. Like we, yeah. I had made the decision, and we, I had a little bit. You know, back then I, you probably still do in Germany. You do three months notice. Sure. So you're, you know, three months. You, you have slack off. Yep. Slack off. yep. Everyone knows you're leaving. Like yeah. what they're gonna do. So I would take some time. We go and like spend it like a long weekend in Dublin to actually check it out. We we happen to be there like the one weekend a year where it's super sunny. So we're like, this is great. We love this place. Yeah. So we move. She works at Unilever back then. She finds a job at Google eventually. So we were like, bar couple. What just happened here? <laughs> you know. So that's when our lives take a very meaningful turn because. Facebook is the place that really teaches me that you have to take matters into your own hands. They teach you, you are in the driver's seat of your career. We're not going to do this for so, you. So there's an entrepreneurial culture at, yeah. at Facebook. And Facebook, back then at least, they were like, you got to figure out what you want to do. And we were like, your manager is supposed to help you with that. But it's not our job to figure this out for you. And they also have this idea that the career is not just a ladder that you climb. It's a jungle gym. So you can go left and you can go right. And... They actually, they're just not talk, They're not just talking about it. They are, they, it's true. Like you see people make moves, internal mobility is a thing. So yeah, that's how I left. I'm, I want to stop myself and make yeah. sure that I don't just yeah, take yeah. over the whole conversation. No. Um, that's how I left agency. Yeah, and you never really looked back, right? N- no, no, I didn't. So with Meta and then Instagram, like what did that transition look from Facebook to Instagram? You said you had to like leave marketing to come back. Yeah, to so I start this job at Facebook. It's like a really cool time. Facebook is very, this is 2013. Facebook is very small. It's like 2,000 people globally. We're like 200 people in. People are growing. The user base is growing constantly. Yeah, Yeah, but it's also unproven. Like I have friends back then that are are legitimately telling me, are you sure about this? Do you want to go to, we don't know if this place is going to make it. And you're like, come into the office. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I obviously believe it. And it's, look, I, I live in Dublin. They have all the international sales teams are there. So it's like a, it's like college. We were all like our yep. late 20s. Everyone has a little bit of money. It's people from all over the world. So cool. Dublin is a really cool city, like walkable. Everyone lives in like the same areas and there's like tons of stuff to do, lots of drinking, lots of partying. So it was a freaking fantastic time. I Especially still go at that age too. Yeah, you do like, you feel like no kids, you no, do a lot of business yeah. travel. You feel very important until you eventually start to hate it. I just love it. I make friends for life back then. People I'm still in touch with, people that are, you know, godparents to my kids today. And so, I, you know, I really bleed blue. Like, I, this company becomes part of my DNA. But I work in sales. And so I realized that in, to be good at sales, like, money has to be a huge motivating factor for you, right? So there were things where, like, hey, you sell this much more, we're going to give you an extra 5K. And I just found myself sitting there like, I actually that doesn't do it for me. Like, the 5K will not make me go the extra mile here. And I realized that I, the, the thing that I love the most about it is I get to learn about the marketing that these other, that the companies I'm working with are doing, right? So I, I end up leading our financial services vertical and work with a lot of companies there and see like the, this is when Facebook is early, like these companies have never advertised, like a bank has never advertised with Facebook before. I see like the impact that the advertising has on their, on their business. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I see the, like the actual tangible impact of the marketing which is very rewarding, right? So so how did you like kind of like bring up that conversation? I feel like people often have an inkling like I'm in the wrong department. Like or like right. whatever. So, okay. like, how do you bridge that so, gap? It was for me it was different, right? Because I knew that this was a company that would give me the chance to move to the US. And so I realized that's the most important thing for me. So I actually have this is because they teach me at Facebook to be more of an architect of your own career. I'm kind of stack ranking, okay, what is important for me? I don't necessarily want to continue to do sales. I would love to go back to marketing. 
but I also want to move to the US. And I actually look at this and I'm like, what's the most important of all of them? It's moving to the US. So I optimize for that. And I actually look at, like I start to apply for sales jobs because I'm thinking, oh, easiest odds, like that's what they were, you know, the easiest way for me to go. I make it to the final round for like a very similar role, financial services clients in the US. I don't get it, I'm devastated. I'm like, oh, it's never gonna work. I better keep going and I, I go for another role, don't get it. I don't give up, I just continue to, to go for it. And like the third or fourth one is an Instagram role. And back then, Instagram was like the hot thing. They were just starting to monetize. Everyone wants to work at Instagram. So this is pre-merger then? No, no, this oh, is, they're, oh, no, they're part of the company. Okay, got it, got it. But got it. It's, Instagram is very small. Like they haven't really fully launched their ads product yet. Like a startup within Facebook, I don't choose it because of Instagram. Like I really get along with the manager. I like the people, again, like it comes down to, yep. you know, can you see yourself working with these people? And it's not that my dream role, right? It's like I'm doing B2B marketing for their performance advertising solutions who are very, very nascent, but it gets me to the US, right? And it's hard because I'm like, this is not what I thought about my career. Like everything should be like a next great step and every one thing begets another. And I make that compromise, but it gets me to the US and opens up that world for me. So I, I have a moment of doubt like six months in where I'm like, I really don't think I'm learning anything, but I, I love living here. And then, um, I don't know, something just clicks. The rest is history, as they say. Like I was able to stay on that team, build, build out that team. What are you most proud of at, at Instagram that made, so, that you made happen? I'm, I don't know if you're gonna let me cheat a little bit with the answer here. If I look back, the, the things that I'm usually most proud of is the people that I hire and just, just see them go on and be very successful. And so I want to tell you that I, this week I met, yesterday I met a former colleague who's still over there and she said to me, she's on that team that I was on, and she's like, you hired really good people. They're doing really well. And that is the most rewarding thing that someone can tell. Yeah, because then you're growing, you're like, a, you know, the tree and like giving people more opportunity, which is so rewarding. What do you look for? And like, what's the character scale that made him say that about you? It was a her. Or, uh, the, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. People that are motivated by doing good work that are not in it for... The extra 5K or whatever it is. Yeah, that or for things that don't have staying power. If you're just there to make, to have a certain number that you want to hit as like a salary, I don't think that enables you to do your best work, right? And so, and some of these people have been through a lot. Like there are a lot of crazy stuff happened at Meta over the last couple mm -hmm. of years and they're so resilient, they love what they're doing and they find ways to be entrepreneurial and like do good marketing, right? And so I try not to hire the same people over and over again. So one of the people I hired there, who to this day is one of the best I've ever hired, she was a brand manager at Kingsford Cole at the Clorox company. And she applied for this B2B role. And everyone was like, this is not the kind of person that we usually hire here because there's like, usually hire people from other platforms or consulting or something. But she brings like an idea of like, oh, I really have to know my audience. I need to understand my customer. And I built my marketing on that audience led to the table that we don't have on the team. And so we bring her on and she's transformational. Like she, awesome. she calls us out on stuff. She's like, that's not how you do that. That's not how you, that's not a customer problem. That's and, just something you And you, you leave space of. for her to do that too. Yeah, look, I mean, because you see that it's good work and it, you, yeah. you see the impact and I try to enable people and empower them and then get the F out of their way, you yeah. know? That's, I mean, that's a bit, great way to lead. Yeah. And I'm sure you learned that probably some of the good bosses. I learned it from both the good bosses and the bad bosses, yeah, right? You learn to repeat the, the mistakes not to repeat. Yeah, and then yeah, I've yeah. had a couple of very good ones that did that for me. Yeah. That's so sweet. I want to get into Reddit. We haven't yes. spoken about it at yes. all. 
it's funny when you hopped on the podcast, like, I don't know why, but I always think Reddit almost like runs itself, right? You know, like, I, I know it doesn't, right? I know, but that's just like an outsider's, right? Like, I use it. The writers yeah. are people like myself, the people behind the camera, you. What makes Reddit special and made you want to work there? And then to like, how, what made you excited about the exact role you're doing of VP of Biz Marketing? So... I have a really good run at Instagram. Like I started my family in the US, my kids are born in the US. I actually never consider leaving that place, right? Don't like I, people reach out to me about jobs. I'm like, I'm not even interested. I love this so much. Until I get to a place where I feel like, oh, I feel like I've checked all the boxes. I've done everything. I've done like the extracurricular big project that you can take on that's not part of your core job. There's also leadership change there. I had a very inspiring leader there. Shout out Jessica Jensen. She's a CMO at Indeed now. She's been uh, a heavy influence on my, on my career. She leaves and, you know, it just changes. And I realized, oh man, this isn't it anymore. Find myself going for uh, product marketing roles because I was very close to, the, to product marketing at Instagram. And I get offers, but I continue to turn them down. And I'm like, why am I not going for these roles? They're like well-paid and like sure. companies. And I realize, like, I take a step back and I realize I don't want to be a product marketer. I want to, like, I love the, like, the broad scope. I want to do a generalist role. And so I actually, you know, for the first time in my career, I am very intentional about what I'm doing. I almost have this checklist of things that I'm looking for. And so a former coworker at Facebook is married to the CMO at Reddit. And he was, like, reaching out to his network. He's like, my wife's looking for someone to lead B2B marketing at Reddit. And I had seen uh, Reddit come up at our competitive tracking. It's like, oh, this is a platform that's slowly but surely working its way to the relevant sure. set. I had seen a few people I know go to that, go to Reddit, that's usually a good sign, you know, when people you know and trust, they're, yep. they're choosing that place. So I was like, oh yeah, that's interesting, all right. I reach out, we start talking, and it's a very, I, I'm, I think I'm the very first person they ever talked to in this process. And so it's a very long process until it wraps. Uh, but over the course, I get to meet a lot of people and, you know, I get a lot of what it felt like to be early Facebook. It's like mission-driven, people are running, because they w believe in this place. It's very, like, it feels like a family. People are genuinely caring about each other. They're also very genuinely honest with me in the interview process. They tell me about all the good stuff and all the bad stuff. Which is all you get Yeah, you don't feel like you're being yeah, sold to, yeah. right? And so the long process is, is, is very long because I talked to a bunch of other candidates. And after the process, the, the, the woman that was going to be my manager says, oh, this is, by the way, this is a VP role. And I'm like, oh. I'm thinking to myself in the moment, oh, there, so that doesn't mean, so you're, means I'm not going to be able to get it. So you're you know? having some imposter syndrome. Oh, along. yeah. You can say that again. Yes, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I had, I don't, it, it wasn't billed as VP. It was just, yeah, we're looking for a head of B2B marketing. And, but again, like similar to when I, when I considered Facebook, I'm like, wait, but I'm still in this. I, I hold my own. Like I talked to the people in the interview loop and I'm still in it. So why would I not? Why not? Why would I not be the VP? Right. So yes, they take all the boxes. I, they, they make me an offer. What, what was the main difference? between Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit? Like obviously oh, it was, for all these yeah, companies different, that different maturity stage, right? Yeah. You go, Reddit is a, is a challenger brand. You know, you can do more stuff. You have a little bit more flexibility. Also, it's, it's growing, yep. it's exciting. The business is growing and you, I've seen, you know, my time at Facebook, I saw the place grow from 2,000, 3,000 people to 70,000 people. So all of it, at the end of my time there, I have to spend 80% of my time just working against the system to get things done. You have to horse trade and like backroom deals. Gotcha. There's a lot of friction. And I end up like, I'm like, I'm not really doing a lot of marketing anymore. I'm just doing internal politics and stakeholder management. Sure. And it's very exhausting. And so at Reddit, it's all about, no, we need, we need, we want to do marketing. 
you know, I'm most fulfilled when I get to work with people that are fun to work with and I can see the actual impact that my work is having. And so the Reddit role ticks the boxes of it's very broad. I have a very broad scope. I get to work with amazing people and I see the impact of my work. So that's amazing. And it, it did feel a lot like, and it still does like early, uh, early Facebook, which was the best time in my career so far. And that's so, so cool. And I guess, how has your leadership style like evolved through those stages of working for um, the of Giants? I want to mention two things. One is I don't want to be the, the bad leader that I have experienced. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of almost working against that. I don't want people to have experiences with me as a leader that I've had with bad leaders in my career, right? So I'm very conscious of the experience that people have on the team. I believe in psychological safety. I want to be very accessible and keep my integrity intact. And so I always lead with openness and transparency to the extent that I can, which means that people usually get the real deal and they offer me an opportunity to earn their trust. And that I think is the most important yep. thing because if they trust me, they will come to me when something is about to go sideways. They will not wait until it is. Part conversations, easy life. They will, yeah. yeah. Or like they will come to me for advice yep. and share stuff. So that is one piece. The other piece I think is, and that was as I got to more senior olds over the course of my career, something that I have to learn is that no matter how you think you say something, people will take it in a different context. And so your word just carries a different weight. Yep. And so I'm, I'm becoming much more aware of what I'm saying, how I'm saying it. And no matter how often I tell people, hey, you can come to me, my door is always open. They will have baggage. Yep. And they may have had a bad experience with a leader who said something like that and then ended up not living up to it. So I think I pay a lot more attention to the lived experience that people have and like the, the baggage, the PTSD that they have from their careers and realize that there's a limitation to, you know, my best intentions are never going to be Absolutely. able to change that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I have one more question before we hit the quick question round and wrap up. We spoke a lot about work and corporate and, mm -hmm. you know, all that super fun yeah. stuff. But like just something about your personal life that you're super proud of. My daughters. I have two young daughters. They're three and five. I didn't expect to love it so much to be a girl dad. I grew up with a brother. I never had, you know, I was never around girls that age much when I grew up like we're a very small family I don't have any nieces or nephews so this is a whole new world for me and just seeing them grow up and they're you know they we speak German at home but they're for all intents and purposes they're American it's very meaningful for me because I always wanted to be American and I'm so fascinated and love the love the yeah. the culture so much to see them now be born into it so and cool like to have like the Germans the citizens and yeah and they have both like they're fusing both parts of my identity yeah and that's just yeah i love i love it that's awesome that's so so awesome sweet i think that's a great place to end i want to first give a real quick shout out to our sponsor you might have been wondering why we got these fortune cookies on the table you want to crack one open sure, let's do it so open fortune brought us out here they actually own the distribution rights they've been working on it for eight years to every single fortune cookie in the whole entire okay. United States. So it's 2 billion cookies, 99% of zip codes, any really Asian restaurant, put media on the back of them. So the restaurants get them for free, the distributors get cut a check, and like it's just another like innovative, fun way yeah. to place media. So eat one of these, you want to read yours? I love mine. Oh God, what if, uh, It says, the secret to happiness is gratitude. I like that. Mine says, leading with love today will result in something magical. I like that. Vulnerability. I like that. So we're in the quick question round brought to you by Open Fortune. Person you'd most want to sit down to dinner with, dead or alive? JFK. Favorite city in the world? San Diego. Awesome. Is it okay to sleep with socks on? Sure. My guy. I, it's mostly like 80 to 90% now. Huh. Favorite rom-com? 
10 things I hate about you. Great movie. In 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? Privacy. That's a great answer. What's the worst advice you've ever been given? Follow your passion and everything will sort itself out. Who's somebody you think should hop on this podcast? Do you haven't had her yet? Jessica Jensen. Jessica Jensen. And then in 2033, where can we catch you? In 2033, I kind of want to be retired. Yeah. <laughs> if that's it. You, you, that's you get kinda, paid up. Because at the end of the day, as much as I love marketing, I kind of want to get to a place where I don't have to do this all the time. I get it. Good man. Well, kudos to that. Cheers to that. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was awesome. Sweet.